Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Let's Go Hockey Podcast. I'm your co-host, Pete Kamen of Elevated Hockey. And today's guest, we had a chance to chat with Jen Lee, goaltender, world champion, Paralympian for the Team USA Paralympic sled hockey team. Uh, this was a pretty cool one. With me as usual, Mr. Danny, Danny Heath of Project Hockey. Um, this was an exciting interview. Whenever you get to talk to somebody with crazy energy uh, and love for the game, it was awesome. Military guy, played for his teammates, um, honest. I love that he uh, he would always bring the intention back to his goalie partner. And I don't know, it, it was just a really, really cool interview. And I know um, with him losing a leg in a, in a motorcycle accident, which, which had him retire, I think you were going to touch on that a little bit, but... Um, just ha- ha- making him retire from forcing him or making him, I don't know what the, the correct word is there, but um, to step away from the military and then, you know, he found another passion. And listening to that story, like, just goes to show that it might be raining pretty hard outside, but there's always something there to uh, hang on to and, and move forward with. So excited for this one. What do you think, Cameron? Exactly right. You know, we didn't really touch on this in the interview, but uh, Jen Lee was a staff sergeant in the army, uh, and as you said, he had uh, he had a, his leg amputated uh, after an accident while in the military, and found sled hockey after uh, that injury, and kind of that started his trajectory uh, towards joining the. U.S. Paralympic team as a goaltender. And I think you, you're right. You touched on his energy. And, and, you know, I think that there's a few other important pieces of this interview that um, are exciting to listen to. And anytime you can talk to somebody that, you know, in my perspective, that is is putting the flag on their chest and representing U, the USA or representing Canada, representing their country, I think that's a really great opportunity. And to couple that with a, a service member who just has a different mindset, I think, you know, talking with guys who have had uh, career military experience and have translated that work ethic and preparation and mindset into how they approach the game is an interesting aspect to me. So I think that that's a, a great takeaway um, in looking at, at, at Jen's mindset in the game and, and how that translates from the military to his team, to the locker room, to his role on the team and his support of his teammates uh, and how he views that. And I think that there's no reason or there's no um, question about why Jen is a you know, a longtime member of Team USA. And, and, and you know, you'll see in just a few seconds the the accolades he's accomplished on the uh, international level are, are very impressive. So I think sure. with that, I think we just jump into it. I think this is uh, this is worth a listen and, and let's get fired up. Just like Jen, who was chugging Red Bull this whole episode. Getting after just, it. Just getting more and more fired up as we, as we talk. So I, and I didn't it. really scratch the surface of how fired up this guy can get. So yeah, uh, I think you run into it. I say we do it. Usually I say hit that like button, but I'm going to say it differently this time. I'm going to say cross check that like button. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's get after it. Let's go. This interview was brought to you by our friends at hockeywolf.com. If you love the game of hockey or just know someone who does, you need to visit hockeywolf.com today. Hockey Wolf has physical locations in Montana and Washington State. But if you aren't lucky enough to live near one of their stores, you can always visit their website and place an order at any time. They have everything you need from skates and sticks to shower slips and hoodies. And for all of you coaches and organizational leaders out there, listen up because Hockey Wolf provides some of the best team sales services in all of North America. So if your team needs new helmets, maybe some gloves, boxes of tape, even some warm up suits and training gear, Hockey Wolf has you covered. So like we always say, go support Hockey Wolf because they support us. That's H-O-C-K-E-Y-W-O-L-F.com. And hey, for all of you lacrosse players out there, make sure you visit lacrossewolf.com too. All right, let's go to the interview. Originally hailing from Taipei, Taiwan, he was brought up in Northern California. As a goaltender for Team USA, he's a two-time Paralympic gold medalist in 2014-2018, two-time world champion in 2012 and 2019. He represented the United States in two Paralympic winter games, winning two golds, three world championships, winning two golds and a silver, six para hockey cups, including multiple first place finishes, uh, as well as the 2018 Turin Para Ice Hockey International Hockey Tournament. 
Uh, he was first introduced to sled hockey by Operation Comfort, an organization dedicated to assisting injured U.S. service personnel at Brook Army Medical Center in San, Ho- San Antonio, Texas. He is a retired staff sergeant from the United States Army. Jen Lee, welcome to the Let's Go Hockey podcast. How's it going today? Great. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Let's go! <laughs> Fired up. All right. I also have the uh, horn going on, too, like... I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. Getting fired up. Uh, we've done we've done quite a few of these episodes now, and I I haven't really gotten goosebumps for uh, an intro like that. But uh, just hearing your story and hearing where you've came from and what you've done for our game of hockey, it's it uh, it sent chills up my spine. So thank you, and then also thank you for your service as well. That uh, definitely doesn't go unnoticed. Um, but yeah, talk. Talk to us right away. Let's talk about your hockey career and your background and how you got to, I mean, being one of the most successful uh, players we've spoken to. Yeah. No, wow. Um, I guess, first of all, thank you so much for having me uh, on your podcast. Uh, I think just a little bit of backstory behind that. Uh, I think we have mutual friends through Doris, uh, Ms. Doris Donnelly. Uh, she has actively involved with adaptive uh, hockey particularly uh, in sled and also in blind hockey as well. And her and I met a few years back in one of those, our uh, annual sled, sled, uh, sled hockey camp. And that's how her and I kind of interacted and uh, intermingling. Uh, so, so part of that, though, for me, it's really uh, kind of introduction was saying, you know, I'm, for me, I'm American, but I was made in Taiwan. I was like, this is something I always like to say. And uh, came to the state side when I was like eight years old. Uh, so if you kind of think about that, the transition from a, uh, a Taiwanese immigrant kid uh, coming to America, really like I had no idea what hockey was. You know, like I kind of watched it a little bit, you know, but hockey wasn't a, a very popular sport uh, until I got here. I got to, uh, you know, recited or immigrated to San Francisco, California, and then really just uh, playing uh, inline hockey, playing street hockey. Then the Mighty Ducks came about and everything else. <laughs> that kind of really got the attention of like, wow, this is pretty cool. And then really uh, just kind of met through during summer and after class, like a couple of kids who love to play hockey as well. Just like these little small group, you know, because you have basketball players, you have football, you have baseball. Uh, so for me, it's, uh, it's, I, I, can't, I can't be here, be on, on this podcast and tell you like, yeah, you know, then – I ended up playing, you know, hot shot in some high school somewhere and then play some, like, big colleges, you know, like a lot of uh, great athletes and professional hockey players. You know, for, for us, uh, for me particularly, uh, it's very fortunate, very lucky that I'm able to join the military service, uh, and, and that's really what I want to do, and that's what I wanted to, that's what I was passionate about, uh, and then got injured in 2009 and really got introduced to Operation Comfort, and, and then sled hockey was a totally different uh, adaptive sports. And just doing that uh, for therapeutic reasons and then kind of got the ball rolling and then introduced what Paralympic was, you know, and everything else. So, and then, and then here we are. So that's uh, give you a little bit of short summary of that. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we, you, you touched on something I wanted to ask about. And uh, so your introduction to adaptive hockey, most specifically sled hockey, uh, came through, as you mentioned, Operation Comfort. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that program is and, and kind of your experience with it and what it meant to you? Yes, of course. Um, so Operation, Operation Comfort, uh, it's, a, it's a nonprofit organization. It's a, a started in San Antonio, Texas first. It was founded by Janice, Janice Rozowski uh, and then her husband, Tom. But Janice was a, initially how everything started for her uh, how she wanted to came about about this operation or this organization, I'm sorry, is the fact that she was uh, a, she was a former flight attendant, and and during the war uh, between 2001 and until uh, you know now that we're still in the war currently, but around the time around 2006 or so to like 2015, but I would say ballpark around 2005 2006, you know there was a huge um, movement, you know surge movement with our troops in Afghanistan and Iraq. And, and there's a lot of different charter flights. And the way, uh, when, when I was deployed to Iraq, we fly on these uh, charter flights, where even though we have a, a regular uh, flight attendants, either American, United, or whatsoever, but uh, it's not like you just go on this airport and you're checking your weapons, right? You know, you have private military flights. So 
Janice just happened to be on one of them, and she was flying the injured uh, wounded service members coming back downrange. Uh, mostly, I think they were getting uh, coming back from Germany, I believe. Uh, and she noticed that there was a lot of wounded and injured service members uh, on that flight where they've been uh, been doing some battlefield, a guy hurt through IEDs or, or, or combat injuries. And when they came back, they were, they did not have any emotions on their face. Uh, they didn't, they didn't have any sort of enjoyment or excitement or anything like that. And then that's when Janice really kind of started asking them like, so what is it that could make you back on your feet or be make you happy again and all these things? And, and then just through the soldiers reply saying, um, you know, I, I, I would love to, you know, where either they're missing an arm or got severely injured, wounded or whatever. Uh, they, they say, Hey, it will help me if I would love to, you know, fix my car again or, or, or play sled hockey or, or play hockey or play different sports. So that kind of give her the idea to be like, wow, I want to provide, uh, a different programs either for therapeutic reasons uh, from sports to fixing cars or to cycling to help the, the wounded and injured service members to kind of really get back on track as far, you know, as part of their rehab and rehabilitations. And that's how she was able to get uh, started with sled hockey because uh, Lonnie Hanna at that time, he was, a, he's a former Paralympian himself as well uh, in Salt Lake in, in Nagano. Um, he, he was from Dallas and they just kind of have, just having to cross path. And they told, him about, told her about the sport. And then she was like, I think the, the, the service members will like this because the fact that it is still a very physical sport where you still have the full contact, you still can let out you know, your aggression in a way of whatever you're going through. And, and then they, they, they kind of just started that program in 2006 or so, yeah. There's a lot there and I appreciate you sharing. And I, I look forward to, to learning more and more about that. And, you know, you're, you've been involved with USA Hockey and on the, the national team level. You want to talk a little bit about that and just how you, how you first got involved with all that stuff and when you realized that you're, you're a phenomenal athlete. Oh, uh, for sure. So I think to me and everyone else that, was, that, was, uh, that started playing the sport down here in San Antonio, uh, you know, we're all wounded, injured service members for me. Uh, I was not a combat related. I did I did deploy downrange in Iraq, 2006, 2007, uh, and then 2009 got got my motorcycle accident. Uh, so for me, I was really more about can I even walk again? Can I even run again? Can I do? Can I even still continue to serve my country? And when they transferred me down here to begin my rehabilitation at the Center for the Intrepid, um, uh, and then then you know the sled hockey and different adaptive sports like wheelchair basketball, sitting volleyball, amputee golf, amputee crossfit, all these different things started coming or started offering to the uh, to the patients. Uh, sled hockey was one of them, and I just happened to play a little bit, like I like I mentioned earlier. And when I did it, I just really did it for therapeutic reasons, and many of us did. Uh, but however, uh, as as we were playing this sport and it got really competitive because it's challenging. It's different, you know, where people who may have like hockey backgrounds or different things, everyone's uh, a little bit different between sled hockey or para ice hockey than an able body hockey is the fact that we don't using, we don't use our feet at all. You know, you don't use your legs to skate. It's all upper body uh, to, to, to move, to propel, to help yourself move on the ice. And then you got to able to use your hands to shoot as well. And you got to have a great, a tremendous amount of core strength. So all these things was like, wow, this is a really good workout for me and for a lot of people too. And we didn't even think about USA hockey. I didn't think about Paralympics, you know, until we got into like, uh, we started, uh, us as Operation Comfort, we are affiliated with the San Antonio Rampage, uh, which is a former American Hockey League uh, affiliate team. And we were able to, they were able to partner with Operation Comfort and pretty much, uh, you know, fundraise a lot of, money to make us a travel team where we compete in this league called the Midwest League. Uh, and then you have league, you have team consists of Colorado, uh, Warrior Abs, the Warrior Avalanche. Uh, you have the St. Louis uh, Dassa Blues. You have the uh, Chicago, Shirley and Ryan Blackhawks. Uh, and then you have Minnesota back then as well. So um, it was really these competition that we started going and heading there that it's like, holy cow, like this is actually – um, you know, it's a very high level competitiveness and we wanted to give out better because I remember showing up to our first tournament and got our butt whooped 
And, and as we get better, and there's different uh, players and coaches and former Paralympians that watches these games, they started realizing like, oh my gosh, this guy may, you know, maybe may, may, can probably make the national team uh, or this and so. And then, so then I got an invite or uh, Longy Hanna, our coach on the Rampage 2 as well, where he was on the national team then. Um, he said, hey, I think you should go try out for this sport for Team USA and see where it can take you and stuff. So that's really, really kind of started with that uh, once, once everything kind of just connected with through that. That's awesome. We, Jen, we had a, you know, I had an opportunity, you, you talk about these, the different club teams around the country and it, it's kind of like a, almost like a tiered system where you've got your local ones and then they got the travel ones and people kind of come together and play these different events. And I was fortunate enough to watch, I, you, you probably were on the ice. I don't even know, but I was at the, in New York uh, the last couple of years and have attended the, the national team tryouts oh, um, yeah. in, in, up in Buffalo. And so I got yeah. to see the game firsthand and, and I'll tell you for all the listeners out there, you know, the, the, the sled game, like if you haven't gone and seen one, it's unreal watching you guys, especially like in person and watching the speed and, and skill and physicality of the game was really like eye opening for me. Cause I'd seen the game on TV and on YouTube and things a lot, but I'd never been to a game, especially a high level game um, in person. And, and it, my, like, I, I can't say that like my opinion changed or anything cause I didn't have a poor opinion or anything, but like, it was more like I, I became aware at how, like fast and physical that game, the game really was when it was played by guys like yourself that know what they're doing, um, which is, which is awesome. And it, like it immediately, like I was like, this is hockey. It's, it, it made me a fan of that part of the game and I can really appreciate it more after seeing it, it, it up close and personal. Um, but, you know, beyond that, you know, we haven't really touched on this too much other than the intro, but uh, I mean, you're a goaltender and you're a goaltender that didn't play hockey growing up. Like you mentioned, you kind of found, sled hockey later in life talk to us a little bit about you know when you went into these started playing for these club teams how did you make the decision to jump in net yeah <laughs> for sure so um for me when i when i got into uh, when i got to the state side and uh, and then when i was introduced to uh inline hockey roller hockey uh you know just a summer programs or or, or just uh, from a middle school and so uh, playing with different uh, with my friends and I, I was going out there as a forward first, you know, and then, you know, putting on the skates and skating around. Uh, but then I realized after like two months in, I was like, man, I just suck. I just don't have any great footwork, you know, and, and, uh, and then we always, you know, when we're playing these like, you know, pickup games and whatnot with these little mini tournaments, uh, it's, you know, there's always like a position for goalie. Like there's no one, like the patch is always like just sitting there, you know, and there's no one like really like, you know, touching it or really don't care about so one day I was just like, hey, how about I just play in the goalie? They were like, oh, and they all got excited because they were like, we need someone to shoot at, you know? So that really kind of started that, uh, the spark uh, as far as playing that goal, the goalie position. But it's really uh, my friend Richard Solomon, he's really like the huge uh, hockey fanatic at that time of growing up. You know, he started showing me clips on ESPN, uh, you know, when, when you know, NHL was on ESPN then or on Fox where, like, you know, you, you follow these little puck with a little blue trail and tracers and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, one person really stood out to me was the uh, – well, one position really stood out to me was the goalies. And, it's reason, and it's the reason why is because their mask was, like, different from, like, you know, the players didn't wear any masks, but they were, you know. And one person that was, like, really different from, like, all the NHL uh, goaltenders was um, Dominic Hassett, you know. And he was, like – I love the jersey. It was Buffalo. You just mentioned that. And I saw that little bowl thing. I didn't know what it was. You know, like, I didn't know who, like, Chris Oscar was or, or Dominic Hasek or all these greats. You know, like I said, I'm just like, to me, like, they all look alike to me. You know, that's how I look at it. <laughs> uh, and then, and because his mask was different, I was, and then his style was different. I was like, wow, I want to play like him. And that really just transitioned that. And then when I stopped, when, you know, when we stopped playing hockey because it wasn't a popular sport anymore in California, uh, I was just like, okay, moving forward. But I did end up playing uh, different sports as well, basketball, baseball, ran track. And then kind of just when we fast forward to uh, San Antonio and it started with the sled hockey program, uh, the first thing they were going to be like, do you want to play forwards? Are you a D-man, a wingman? I was like, no, I'm going to play goalie. And then, you know, Chris Leverkusen, I remember um, he's one of the, the, the staff and Wounded Warrior guy. He's just like, goalie, why would you want to play goalie? It's probably yeah. – probably one of the non-contact sports it is out there. And I was like, uh, I used to play goalie, so uh, is that okay? He was like, we'll see. And then um, and so I just got out there, 
wearing like gears that's been around for like the last decade. You know, they had like, it was all donated. I'm wearing like, you, have, you can pretty much was wearing these uh, goalie stuff, but I just felt so excited. I felt super great and never played on the ice before. It was my first time. And then I kind of just started, you know, transitioned into that and that, in that position. <laughs> I just, uh, I think you're crazy. I think all goalies are crazy. <laughs> I think it takes a, a special person to be a goalie. I, I don't care. Sled hockey, blind hockey, uh, crazy to be goalie. You have to, you have to have a different type of wiring. And, uh, I didn't have that fortunately or unfortunately, I guess, but, uh, yeah, I think that's awesome. I think anyone willing to do that is, is up there in my book. So, um, I it. yeah, thank let's talk. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I was gonna say, I thank you. I'm glad that you think I'm weird. No, just kidding. No, no. Yes. <laughs> that was that was a con- the, the 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 soul of that sentence. There phrase was definitely a compliment. It was definitely a compliment. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, let's jump in here and kind of switch gears and talk more about mindset. You have you were in the military. You have experience there, and that that has to translate in some way, uh, not only to just being a goalie, uh, but also just competitive aspect and. Um, I always say all the time, like, I think that competitive mindset and wanting to win, uh, not wanting to lose and, and all that type of stuff is, is something that one, it, 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 obviously I feel like you really need that to be a warrior and be in, uh, be in the military and serve in the army. And so I'm assuming that you have a pretty competitive mindset, uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. And so you just want to, you want to touch on that and how, you know, some stuff from your military experience might translate, uh, to the game of hockey or into, to being a goalie. Definitely, definitely. Uh, for me, uh, if I didn't join the military, for me, serving my country and listening in the Army is probably the best thing that happened to me. Uh, prior to that, in high school, uh, again, like when I transitioned or when I changed to different sports, try out different sports, I did play for high school, uh, you know, junior varsity, varsity team on the basketball team and ran track. Uh, but one thing I always noticed, it's uh, one thing I remember for sure, it's, um, you know, from sophomore and senior year, you know, I never had any work ethic. I never really put in the work, you know, where I told, I told my teammates, I promise I'm going to do like a thousand shots a week or I'm going to you know, get in the gym. I never did that. It was not really until I enlisted in the military um, and, 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 able, and then just really introducing to the, to the team dynamic, to the, the camaraderie and also the, the bonding of it and, and the fact that you can't do this alone, right? Uh, and, and it just really opened up my eye and then the appreciation uh, humbling of like little things that you, you, you know, you, you, you did not consider or think about prior. And then you join the military that next thing you know, you're sleeping in the dirt, you know, you're eating like meals ready to eat MREs that pretty much, uh, you will not be able to poop for the next two weeks. You realize, Hey man, you know, life is not that bad or life is actually was easier than it was, you know? And then, uh, and then, and then able to compete and still play sports in the military where, you know, there's like, uh, you know, pick up leagues or a different uh, competition for, uh, that definitely helped me realize, wow, you know, like what work ethic or working hard means. And, 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 uh, and again, like you, you, you mentioned about competitiveness. Yes, it's definitely is always there where we, you know, we always try to strive to be the best, you know, to be, what can we do to contribute for, uh, to, for my team, for my teammates, uh, you know, cause again, like we all trust each other left and right. So then make sure, that you know you're doing your job and I'm doing my job, so we all get home safely. And if you if you put that onto the hockey thing, uh, the dynamic is totally different uh, as well uh, because the the you know we have the leadership capabilities where uh, former teammates uh, and current teammates like Joshua Sweeney, Rico Roman, uh, Lou McDermott, uh, Ralph De Quebec, um, Travis Dotson, uh, these guys are. Uh, combat wounded warriors, you know, and they're, they're on the national team too. And then bring that kind of atmosphere in the locker room where uh, us as 17 players as, in, uh, as a whole, as a national team, you know, we have, it, it comes up different shapes and background. We have kids who were born with disabilities, uh, also kids who were hurt, who got injured, got ran over, and then we have the military guys. So it is definitely great. It's a great balance of kind of like, hey, you know, like, when it's time was when it's time to get you know get stuff done or it is time to grind it down just a little bit or dig deeper uh i think this is where we kind of come out and strive to be the best because we may not be always the most skillful most talented or not the best uh iq uh player on the ice and those are the guys those are the the youngsters you know but as military we understand like that that dynamic of like you know 
getting in, getting into uh, into the grind, getting the the dirty work and everything else. Yeah, definitely. I know. Uh, you know, I've, I've talked to some members, some some of the members of the coaching staff for your your national team, and I know that's one thing that they've talked about a lot is that the locker room dynamic is so unique and interesting because you have. Um, exactly like you just laid out some, you know, pretty heavy balance of, of military and non in the same locker room and, um, ultimately going for the same goal. But, you know, in that, in, in that frame of reference, let's talk a little bit about your experience as far as leadership goes and some of your thoughts on leadership, whether it's from your time in the, in the military and how that helped, you know, shape you and improve you, um, or, you know, more specifically on, on your experience with the, the U S national sled team and what leadership looks like in that team and, and what is successful inside that locker room. I, I think to me, um, you know, as a, as a, as a retired staff sergeant, as a non-commissioned officer in the United States army, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we are a, uh, we have leadership position and enlisted rank where we are the closest to our peers, right. Compared to like officers where, they are the leaders, you know, they're, they're the top dogs, but then sometimes the, the, the team chemistry dynamic is a little bit different. So what I'm trying to get at is like for us is, is like we, when we started playing in uh, the club team with the Rampage, uh, we brought that where we have that camaraderie of making fun of each other, you know, still giving us each other crap, making fun of each other branches, you know, Air Force is always the worst, you know, Navy and, and, and everything else. And, and when we were able to, and for us, when me and Rico, and, and Paul Schaus, uh, which Paul Schaus was a former Marine, Rico Roman is an Army Infantry Staff Sergeant, uh, and me as well. We made the team initially back in 2010, 2011, after the Vancouver team. Um, you know, we were still just rookies, you know. And, and, and then for us to kind of see how it was, um, and then now Rico Roman is also now currently in Rico Roman. Fast forward 11 years, Rico Roman is an assistant captain of his team. So you can tell where – uh, different coaches uh, in the past who who sees that who sees that we we have uh, it's just like a different perspective of things. It's not just sometimes hockey, um, you know, because we may we may get players or t- different teammates in the past where they they not you know they may complain the food is, is is not good enough, the hotel is is you know where we're staying at is not great, or or you know it's raining so then our wheelchair may get wet. So we're just like, hey man, you gotta get you gotta you gotta stop. You know what I mean? Like those things are, are not good. You can't control those things. You know what I mean? And, 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 and then for us, like we just kind of move forward, you know, without, without kind of, you know, complaining or doing anything. I think it kind of just uh, set the example for, for non-military guys or, or teammates that was like, holy cow, okay, like I need to focus a little bit more on things that's more important than like things that just can't be out of our control and stuff like, stuff like that. And it really it, it helps us bring that to when it comes down to games like, you know, we're down by one or we're playing rivalry like Canada, you know, where they're, you know, they're, they're always, they're always going to, you know, bring the best hockey in all, all of us, you know, these little things I think makes it a huge difference, especially the team dynamic, eating together uh, as a team, uh, hanging out all together as a team from where I, you know, to me, where there was clicks, in the past, you know, in a way, I want, I want to say clicks, but like different groups, right? And it happens in all yeah. different hockey setting. To now, it's like we all eating uh, together and hanging out, or, or watching film, or playing card games, and all that good stuff. You know, that culture piece is a huge part of successful hockey teams for sure. So now, now we kind of get in the, the part of the show or the podcast where we talk just advice, and so we always talk about leaving the game better than we found it, and. We'll jump in here to just advice for youth uh, hockey, uh, for youth hockey players. Any aspiring youth hockey players that, that are out there? What's what's your advice to them? Um, for me, I, I have a very good, op- I have the opportunity to be able to coach younger players, sled sled uh, players, para ice uh, hockey players, or regular stand up players, uh, and and then just able to interact and understand the dynamic. I think to me, uh, the best advice is 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 not only to go out there and have fun. But play for your teammates, you know, uh, yeah. where uh, a lot of times younger kids love, you know, as a goalie for, uh, per se, when I sometimes go to these uh, drop-in, right, sticks and pucks, and I have these, like, young kids just started doing dukes, you know, doing deking and started shooting, you know, without even properly warm up your goalies. You know, I was like, to me, I always be like, hey, you know, um, 
understand that it's not just about yourself, right? It's not about just playing for yourself or, or you got to have the best goal or best pass. It's about how can you make other players better? How can you make your teammates better? Um, and, and to start that, if you say, well, in youth, it's kind of hard to understand. It's a deep process. You're right. So what, 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 how we do that, how do I incorporate that is, is, is the fact that it's okay for you to be, to, you know, if you're going to be upset about yourself or about your team, then you got to do better. You got to do a better job. You got to skate harder. Well, you got to be, you know, communications, not just on the ice, but off the ice, you know. Um, and, and I think that's pretty, for me, that's like the, the, the first advice I was always, I will always uh, give it to like a youth hockey players or, or something, you know, especially goalies, especially goaltenders where uh, we're different breed. Um, I'm definitely, for me, it's, uh, it's the ego. You know, you got to re- let go of that ego, ego-ness of yourself, yeah. like, or, or under, appreciate your weakness. What I mean by that is like, know the fact that, hey, you get scored on, you're not good on your blocker side, your glove side. Be honest about it, right? And then work on it, you know, because if you're not, then you're always going to be, feel like you're going to be above the pedestal than everyone else. And goaltenders, uh, uh, for us, it's like we have to be understand, like to be more like a facilitator more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Fantastic advice being uh, playing for your teammates above yourself. I mean, that leads into exactly what you're talking about of successful locker room dynamic too and the culture of the team. If you're playing for the, your teammates around you more than you are for yourself, it's going to lead to good things. So that's great advice. Uh, Jen, let's switch gears. What about coaches? Uh, I, I'm not, you know, whether it's coaching you've done with, with younger athletes or, or coaches you've had uh, in your experience, what kind of advice would you run to those coaches that are in regards to some player or personal development in order to help, help those, the players they're working with succeed on and off the ice? For me, I think it's about it's about really like to me the best way uh, I have I have the for me I'm sorry I'm like for me to me uh, <laughs> I have the I have the opportunity to like coach uh, different sled hockey goalies and the select camps in Buffalo in the past where uh, I always feel like it's all it's about you as an individual and each individual coach is going to be different you know some is going to be an extrovert loud just like myself or introvert and everything else you know so it's about the energy and how you bring it you know what I mean so. Uh, to me, it's like if you give yourself 110% to that particular individual players, athlete, you know, they're, they're going to understand that. They're going to, you know I mean, they're going to understand, they're going to know that you're, you know, you're doing everything you can to, to, to teach him, to understand, to teach him or her to understand the game better. Uh, but if you come out and just be like, man, it's the third day of the week, you know, this camp or whatever it is, and you're like just, you know, dragging your ass and you're kind of just like, very nonchalant about it. of course the player is going to give you that result as well you know what i mean so i think it's all about you know not, not just the knowledge you know like as a coach of course you got to know the knowledge you got to know the experience you can have that, that talk but you, at the same time it's sometimes it's it's what i see uh how they look at you know how they handle the days how they start off the day you know where sometimes you can be at you know morning skate at 7 30 or 8 o'clock in the morning and they're you know the coaches probably don't even want it to be there and I'm just like, why is that? You know, uh, we're, we're, we're here, we're on the ice. We're gonna, and then these kids are excited. So we got to be as, as, you know, not, not, not the same level, but even a little bit greater or higher for that. You know what I mean? So, and, then, and then that itself will motivate them, will give them be like, yeah, we got to move our asses, you know? <laughs> I got to go on a limb here and, and say that you're, you're the guy that brings the energy for the 7 a.m. skates, huh? Is that, uh, is that a fair, <laughs> fair assessment? <laughs> I, I, we try to, you know, uh, me and Stevie, Steve Cash is the GOAT, uh, greatest of all time. Like, I, I think him and I has a very good dynamic. Uh, I've been knowing him for uh, – Stevie's another GOAT, uh, the other goalie, the goalie on the national team. And I think, I think sometimes when we have these morning skates, we do talk about, like, hey, man, let's, let's, like, let's turn it up for these guys. It looks, look, during the warm-up, they didn't, they didn't look like they were moving that fast or they didn't look like they want to go through the warm-ups, you know. So, like, when we get shots and all that, we'll just be like, you know, talking all kind of smack, not, not talking smack, but like celebrating, woo, all these things, you know, and, and it, it kind of gives the energy to be like, you know what, you know, screw these goalies, man. We got it. Let's bring it. <laughs> let's bring it. Yeah. Love that. Let's go. Let's bring it. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Um, yeah. So, so with, with sled hockey, uh, kind of being a, it's a, it's a growing sport and hopefully it continues to grow, but do you have any advice for programs or associations that are looking to improve their options or, or things that maybe you've seen done that worked really well to help grow it in a certain area, grow the game? 
Yeah, I, I think to me, um, it's all about starting where, you know, so for us, we were very fortunate that, you know, it was a, it's a non operation comfort was for military organizations, you know, or, or it's a military for specific for military wounded, injured, active duty service members, right? Uh, where sometimes when you have organizations like that, particularly for us or particularly for military people, uh, you're going to have invest uh, donors, right? Or people who are wants to give you a bunch of money because it's like, oh my God, they're, you know, nation's heroes and all these things, right? But, but then you forget like, how about, how about the, the kids without, you know, without any prior service where they were injured and born like that. And that is such a pool of talent, you just miss out. You know, that's an opportunity that you may, may not able to grasp, you know? And, and sometimes it is tough. It is tough because then, then you can go to Montana or you can go to a, um, you, know, you know, Seattle or Washington, which is like not really a big military, you know, city USA, however you want to call it. And, and they're trying their, their best, but they don't have the budget. They don't have the, the resources like the, you know, organizations for military guys. So I feel like sometimes it's, it's like, it, it's, older, it's either a merge or a helping each other kind of deal. It's like, hey, no, no, no. Like we want, we want to make sure that hockey is for everyone. That we want to make sure that hey, you, we want to bring the best talent or possible, possibly this guy uh, or this girl can play on the men's women's national state hockey team, you know. Um, but I think the biggest thing challenges sometimes is the fact that it's just the funding um, and also not having that one or two spokesperson. You know, maybe we can get a Paralympian or a former state hockey guy on the national team to come out and just do a little bit more. Uh, but sometimes it's just that, 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 that dynamic just doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's not there. It doesn't go. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see the, the, the adaptive game continue to keep growing. I know it's a, it's, it's a competitive, it's a great outlet for a lot of people. It's a, it's an, a very important and super entertaining part of, part of our game, you know, part of hockey. And so I, I hope that passionate people like yourself keep pushing the game and uh, creating, you know, getting more people involved all throughout the, the country and keep growing uh, at the grassroots level because I think that will translate into even more continued success at the national level. Uh, Jen, we're going to do – I'm going to fire two quick questions at you here, real rapid fire here. I want to hear just uh, – yeah, right? Um, most memorable or influential hockey experience you've had? Wow. Um, fire. You're right. Sorry. I was like <laughs> – thinking, no. Um, you know, I think besides – Besides winning, you know, gold medal with my teammates in Sochi and Pyeongchang, I think the most memorable was for me uh, first time being walking with alongside with all the Team USA athletes in the opening ceremony. Um, it is as it's surreal as could get. Um, you know, you, you watch the Olympics growing up, you, and, then, and then you watch these guys walking down and, and the torch being lit and everything else. Um, and then just being there. Uh, from all the different things that kind of happened in the past, you know, tragic uh, accidents and everything, and then now you are there, um, and then be with alongside uh, like like my my teammates, you know, um, and even with the guys who started San Antonio, like Rico uh, and Josh, it, it's just like a something that I always cherish, uh, especially especially with the people that that has helped you through all the way. A lot of people has helped me, and then I'll be I'll be a fool if I say, yeah, you know, I accomplished this all by myself. Like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i love that uh this one's i mean this is a similar question but framed a little bit differently you know as a as a, a, a military uh retired military serviceman in the army who has an opportunity to wear the usa hockey logo and, and compete for our country and, and under our under our flag what would you say is the proudest moment that you've had within usa hockey well um i would say I would say the proudest moment, really, I think it's, it's uh, I would say Pyeongchang. Uh, Pyeongchang 2018, uh, we, we were playing a gold medal game, and uh, we were down 1-0 the whole time. Uh, but and prior to that, there was different, different things that kind of leading up to the game and everything else. Uh, but then we, we kind of like, we, we went to a different level of like team dynamic or chemistry or bonding where uh, there was a lot of things going on that we can external factors we can control, and, and, and then going down to the second period, still down one goal to zero. Uh, we but that, that intermission, that locker room, we kind of like not only pumped each other up, uh, but you know, say the right thing. The coach did the right thing, but it's like, but each individual, uh, I myself, uh, you know, kind of brought out like 
you know, just things that you, you just normally don't do, you know. And, and then, and then, and then that third period again, where it finally it took us uh, the last three really minutes to win it, um, uh, well, to tie the game. And, and then we went into the uh, overtime locker room and the overtime, we, we kind of just like had that. It wasn't like we got in the bag, but we kind of looked at each other, all of us in the locker room and knowing that, hey, we're going to win this goal. You know, it doesn't matter if you're, you're, you're you know, you're, you're front of the net, we're the first line or third line, like all of us like understood that. We got that, you know, and I think that that itself and then, you know, Declan Farmer scoring that goal, I, I think that was just like freaking cherry on top and, and that moment itself was yeah. just wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that game. That was amazing. I, I was wondering if that's what you're gonna you're gonna grab because that I've seen the highlights from that game multiple times after watching it uh, when it happened, and that's uh, it was an amazing, amazing comeback and uh, and win. So awesome that you brought that up. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So you always you always kind of hear that story when uh, like when Patrick Marlowe was on, he talked about the locker room in between periods before uh, Team Canada beat Team USA and then whatever. I'm not going to bring that up. But, but <laughs> no, they way, were, to, uh, way to ruin it. But he talked about, he talked about like the calm presence and how like Niedemeyer was just so like, hey, we got this, we're, we got this kind of thing. It's cool to hear that like, you know, to win a gold medal, you have to be one, extremely good at what you do. And two, you ha- it all has to come together like every four years. And so like, if you think about what you did, for the game of hockey, it's, it's phenomenal. So it's, it's really cool to hear that story and appreciate you sharing. And as we, as we kind of wrap this up before we get a big, let's go from here, is there any like closing thoughts or anything that, you know, to, to our listeners that you'd, you'd want them to take away from, from listening to you talk today? Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for, for having me here on your show, on your podcast. Uh, I did, I did get a chance to listen to a few of them prior uh, over the weekend, Maddie Rooney was one of them. She's super awesome. Just, you know, how that big save in, in Pyeongchang over time. Um, and also listen to uh, Patrick Marlowe a little bit. You kind of just mentioned that. But, uh, you know, so for me to be uh, on the show, and, and I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful. Why is that? Uh, first of all, I, I, am, I am a goalie, but I did not play. I did not play a gold medal game, so she, you know, I did not play a gold medal game in Pyeongchang. Uh, for me, it's just, uh, I understand my, my job and my role on the team. And, and the fact is that uh, from 2014, from all of 2011 to 2014, um, and then to, to, to win it first, uh, to win the first goal with my teammates. Uh, and, and then the fact that after two seasons, uh, two years later, I took a year off and didn't make the team. I was actually not, I actually didn't put on the roster. So I had to like battle my way back in a way for my position. Uh, for the Pyeongchang roster, and then, fortunate, and then very fortunate I was able to be selected. So throughout the process, throughout the whole journey, of, I've learned where, you know, where, you know, as you get, young, as you get older, right, where just uh, the goalie is a position where as you get older, you, you kind of become more wise, and, and, and hopefully you become more wise and understand the game better. Uh, for me, I, I'm just happy. I'm just so grateful that everything happens the way it happens. I'm so happy, to, I'm so happy the fact that um, – that I got, I was, I was, I did not make the roster. I was cut, and 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 then and the, my coaches, my general managers, give me an explanation for that. So you have to understand that as a player, uh, you're gonna go through the ups and downs. Doesn't matter if you're trying to make it to the pro, to the national team, uh, or or the the best club players, right? There's gonna be all these experiences. Is, is part of it. It's part of the journey, but it's about. It's up to you uh, how you look at it. Because uh, I could have given time, right? If, if I didn't, if I didn't make the team. And I would have been like, I could have just been like, oh, well, you know, I got one gold medal. I can just walk away. Who cares? You know, blah, blah, blah. But the fact is that I, that gave me the drive to be hungrier. And you always want to have that passion, the fire of each individual players um, that if you want to get there, you got to put in the work. And I think the work, the key is everyone, uh, everyone else has talked about on this podcast. So thank you so much for having, uh, for having me. And, and I hopefully that you guys on, um, that you guys appreciate this game, just like how this game has uh, gave, given me the opportunities uh, to, to meet you guys, to talk to you guys, and to continue to play uh, alongside my teammates and hopefully go for another goal in 2022. <laughs> we'll be cheering you on. Where, where can people find you if they want to check you out and check out your story a little bit more? Or where, where should we point the people? Uh, I, would say, I would say the best way to reach me is, is uh, either through social media. I think that's the best way to go right now. Uh, I have my social media handle as far as uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter goes. Uh, so, uh, at Horatius is probably the best way. 
Um, and you can always email me. I'm, I'm very open book as far as like if you message me directly, um, I'm always going to, you know, if I don't respond right away, it's because I'm actually occupied doing something. But I will respond in a timely manner, 24 to 48 hours, you know, unless it was my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. No, no, love, that. Uh, love that. Put some of that contact info in the, in the yeah. show notes so people can reach out to you and connect and follow up on some questions with you. So we appreciate that. No, thank you. Or you, or you may find me on Bumble. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't use that. I, don't use that. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you looked familiar. No, I'm just kidding. Um, before, uh, before we let you go, though, we got to get another let's go. Yeah. So are we, are we doing now together or are we, just, we just do it right now? It's you. It's your show. Let's hear it. All right. <laughs> let's go. Uh, love it. Thank you very much. We appreciate no, you having, you. having you on. Yeah. Appreciate, uh, appreciate your service and we appreciate what you're doing for the game of hockey. So thank you very much. And, and yep. we'll stay in, stay in touch. We'll do. Thank you. And hopefully you'll see you down the road soon with, uh, with, uh, with Pete, uh, with coach Hoff and everything else. That's so cool that we Definitely. all all have a mutual friend. We all connected right at some way, somehow. So thank you. Absolutely. For all sure. right. Thanks, Jen. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you to the two-time Paralympic gold medalist, Jen Lee. We appreciate you coming on. Um, super excited about this. And if you don't mind, Coach, I'm just going to jump right into three and two stars unless you, you want to – got let's anything roll. to go. All let's right, do let's, it. Jump right in. Let's do this. Uh, number three, uh, just the idea of, of knowing your role and enjoying the experience and being hungry the entire time, whether you're the starting goaltender or you're further down in the – the depth list, whether you're in the first line playing with Crosby and Gensel, or you're in the fourth line playing with our boy, Teddy Booger, but either way, you got to know your role. And so it's, uh, it was cool to hear him say that, especially, you know, with two gold medals hanging around his neck. And then, um, number two star, I loved his mindset when he said, if you're not good at something, be honest about it and get better at it. And to me, that's everything, right? That's life, business, hockey, you know, you can't say you're not good at stick handling until you've put in hours and 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 hours times that by 30 and then some more hours of stick handling. And until you've put the work in, you can't say you're not good at it because you haven't really tried. It's like my golf game right now. I, I, in my brain, I'm shooting par golf, you know, low seventies, but on my score, reality is terrible. High eighties. <laughs> so we're getting better though. And the reason I'm not saying I'm bad at golf yet, cause I've only really been golfing for a short time here. And so, um, I got a little off track there, but I just, uh, I'm kind of hooked on the game of golf right now. So <laughs> Jen, thank you for coming on. If you're not good at something, be honest about it and get better at it. Number one star. What do you got coach? Number one star tonight. I think this is a huge takeaway. Uh, Jen, Jen's had a long successful decorated career with the national program from Olympics, world championships, international tournaments. I mean, you name it, he's been involved and in, in won golds and silvers at, at every stop along the way. And I think that, you know, the message that, that he sends after, you know, we're talking about his, his, his accolades and yet he's, he's talking about the importance of playing for your teammates. And I think that's really important that people remember about, you know, successful teams. It's not one guy making it happen. It's, it's, all cylinders firing together and playing for your team is a big part of that. And so, you know, for a military guy, I know that, you know, that's kind of one for all, all for one mentality. He's coming in and, and the same mentality applies to the teams where you've got to, if, if you want to have success on the ice, you've got to play for your teammates. It's not about playing for yourself. And, you know, I look back at some of the teams I've coached or some of the teams, especially I can think of one in particular that I was on. And that mentality was at the forefront of our very successful career. The most successful teams I've had carry that with it. So it really struck a chord with me when he mentioned that, that you've got to play for your teammates. And I think that's one of those, um, you know, like kind of unwritten things or kind of one of those soft uh, nebula. I can't even, now I'm, I'm sounding like Danny. I can't even pronounce yeah. it, but uh, yeah, you're, we're getting too close. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to announce that word too much uh, time together here, but you know, I think that that mentality where it's a, it's a teammate first mentality is a critical, critical part and building block of a successful team in a successful season. Um, so I think that's for me, that's our number one star, our number one. Take sure. Away. 
So um, I'll leave it with that. I think, uh, Jen, thank you so much for, for joining us. It was a pleasure uh, hearing your story, talking hockey with you and, and learning from your experience. I look forward to seeing Jen in, uh, in a rink at some point soon. I got to jump in a sled and try to, uh, try to score on him. I, I guarantee uh, I won't because he's probably way better goalie than I am a sled hockey player, but you know, we'll find out. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for today. I, I uh, I'll throw it back to you, Dan, you got any, any last words? Uh, just, just fired up. I want to give a shout out to um, CAHA Colorado amateur hockey association. Um, just kind of getting everything hooked up and Craig Patterson, uh, a good friend of mine um, that is helping get off aces Academy in Colorado. Uh, and they're just, they're putting a lot of efforts, behind our same goal, right? Leaving the game better than they found it. And they're supporting adaptive hockey, blind hockey, sled hockey. Um, and they're, they're doing a really good job there in Colorado. And so we'll put all their information, their handles below. Uh, if you're in the Colorado area or if you just want more development stuff or resources, check them out because they're definitely doing it the right way. And the game of hockey is growing in that area, uh, both for stand-up hockey and um, sled hockey and adaptive hockey. So Really, really cool stuff, and that's all I got. Slash that like button and uh, let us know if you have any questions. We plan on having Jen back on again. I was also thinking like a goalie roundtable with him in there. That could be interesting. Jen Lee, um, getting all the boys back together, getting the band back together. Maybe uh, Maddie Rooney, uh, stud female goaltender for USA. Just getting everyone because the goalies, they get left out, and so – it would be okay to uh, to continue to help them, but that's all I got. Cross check slash that like button. Let us know. What do you got? Anything else? Goalie Nation. I think that's it. Let's uh, let's go. I'd let's say go. let's go. Danny, give us a high energy. Let's go to get out of here. I can't do it as good as Jen, but let's go. I, was say, that, I think Jen's got the most high energy it's let's go we've ever had. So I, it's hard to it's hard to compete from here on out. It is. So I'm just I'll give a boring one. So he sounds even better. Let's go. And that's another episode of Let's Go Hockey Podcast. This is producer Vinny, here to shut the show down with you as always. We want to make sure we thank Jen Lee one more time for coming on and bringing a ton of energy to the show and some great talk with him. That was an awesome interview. Thank you so much to Jen Lee for coming on the show. Make sure you go on Instagram and Twitter and give him a follow. His handle is at Horatius, that's H-O-R-A-Y underscore S-H-U-S gotta follow him awesome guy thank you so much to him for coming on the show we really appreciate it we want to thank our sponsor hockeywolf.com as i said at the top of the show if you are not already using hockey wolf make sure you go to their website that's h-o-c-k-e-y-w-o-l-f.com get yourself everything you need on and off the ice and make sure you're checking out their team sales programs if you're a coach if you're an organizational leader you're going to want to use hockey wolf they are the best at what they do so go check them out And finally, we'd like to give a very special shout out to Colorado Amateur Hockey. You can find them on Instagram at CO Amateur Hockey or their website. This is the easiest website you're ever going to type into your browser. It's just co.hockey. Great website. So go check out Colorado Amateur Hockey. Our host, Danny Heath, has been working with them this week. He's been traveling all over the country, made a stop in Colorado, and he has been having a great time working with this organization. So go give him a follow. We would really appreciate it. And from everybody here at the Let's Go Hockey podcast, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.